back to Miserable and Reckless Podcast, where we cover sports, music, culture, and all things the South. In case you haven't already figured it out, I'm Ryan, sitting here with Dustin and Morgan. Um, Yo. Morgan quit on the podcast about the same time Devin Larry quit on the season. So uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if he'll be back. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. Um, <laughs> you're on episode 98, uh, despite what Spotify tells you. Um, this is actually episode 98. For some reason, our producer uh, is taking double shots at Logan right off the top. Our producer skipped over 96. So uh, uh, anyways. We'll do that one later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll post that one later just completely out of order. <laughs> <laughs> that can be about, you know, like a, a trip we took that, that no one knows about yet or something like that. So uh if you want to interact with us or our missing producer, uh, you can get with us at, at reckless underscore show on Twitter. Um, you can look for miserable and reckless playlists. If you Google, uh, if you type in miserable and reckless playlists on Spotify, you can get the cabin weekend playlist, which is something we put together a couple of falls ago um, from being down at Morgan's cabin a while back. Uh, we have our song of the month playlist that's under miserable and reckless playlist on Spotify. Obviously, the blog you've heard us talk about, www.miserable-reckless.com. That's the blog. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, um, maybe you like us. Maybe you absolutely really wish we would stop doing this. Um, either way, the way to let us know is uh, there's a link to do so in the Spotify description of each episode. Um, I'll give you a hint, though. For those of you that don't like us and keep listening to us, um, we're probably not going to stop until we get to 100. And then we'll probably have to rethink our and then we'll have to rethink our life choices. <laughs> Speak so that's either is that that's either two or three episodes away. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Pod, this podcast is available at NC State's bookstore. What is not available will be the 2022 ACC championship t-shirt. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, He's sorry. Gonna listen to this later. He's definitely going to listen to this later and just be angry. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You can attack me later. Logan's going to lose this by accident. And that's going <laughs> to explain where 98 went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty, it's 97, pretty good. 97? <laughs> 97 and a half? 99. So, uh, all right. Morgan, why don't you kick us off with the good, bad, and the ugly this week? All right. I'll go good, great, and um, ugly. I guess you can call it ugly. Uh, good. We finally had Brody's birthday party after, um, you know, some thunderstorms and tropical, I guess, depression at that time when it came through. Um, back on October 2nd, we were having it for his birthday, which which was October 3rd, but we had to reschedule due to a bunch of people not being able to come to town. So we had it. This past weekend, and it was great. A bunch of his kids from his class came, grandparents came. We had it at a park here in Holly Springs, and it's a great turnout. Um, he was so happy and so excited to see everybody. Um, really great. Uh, the great is with that, he is growing up, and growing up, he is also growing in height, and he no longer could fit his, his little. Um, bed that his little crib that was his growth me crib so he'd convert it from the crib to the kind of half half bed bay bed kind of looking thing if you want to call it that and we now just turned it into a full size full bed 
Um, he it the bed looks monstrous on him, but he's he's loving it. We came home from school today, and we had it all set up ready for him. And he went in there and just loved it. Hopped in the bed and rolled around and everything. <laughs> uh, got his little little makeshift nightstand next to his bed with a little cubby for his books and his uh, little Paw Patrol nightlight. And he just reached over and grabbed a book each each time he got done reading it. I was like, I'm gonna get another book now. He grabbed that. He's like. And he's like, Daddy, you read this one. I'm gonna read this one. I'm gonna lay on. He's like, I'm gonna lay on the bed just like you're laying down there on the floor. I was like, Yeah, yeah except your bed's more comfortable. So <laughs> this floor, this floor is cold and uncomfortable, but I'm glad you're. <laughs> so he is officially in a big boy bed that's gonna be that size until he, I guess, graduates from high school and moves off to college and sleeps on a on a futon mattress like his dad did. Uh, or a floor or a floor like his dad <laughs> does right now whichever was much whichever one happens first uh and then ugly um acc prediction for college basketball came out uh not too long ago with the predictions on how the season will finish it has, it hasn't even started yet and they're already predicting how the season's gonna finish and you're you're ACC champions, Virginia Tech. Now, granted, I was not at all expecting them to finish ahead of Duke or UNC at all. Let me go on record to say that. Those teams are better. But they have them picked to finish seventh in the ACC. And I think that's just a little, you know, they shot. I I don't agree with that. And I'm sorry. I don't think seven. I think that's a little disrespectful for them. They played great last year, didn't really lose anybody. And I feel like they're going to be coming back stronger this year. So hopefully they use that as some bulletin board material and um, finish out some of those games this year that they couldn't finish out last year. And that is my good, great What's that? They probably blew it up. They probably blew it up the size of a wall and put it up. (laughs) They can walk by it every day. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping they take a look at that and go, all right, you know, and no, no talk of of us at all from last year. That's all right. Um, yeah, so that's my good, great, and and ugly. All right, from one basketball school to another, uh, Dustin. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be interesting basketball season for sure. We can we're like three weeks away from that. I know. Tipping <laughs> off. I'm excited. Um, I, I mean, know this you is and that has been my. It, it just wasn't even part of my good, bad, and the ugly. But if you're going to open the floor, um, I am. You know, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, preseason number seven, that means nothing. The Notre Dame was like number six or seven to start this football season. So what happened to them? But it'll be, it'll be an interesting season uh, for sure. Um, somebody, I saw something this week that said that uh, it was funny the way it was phrased. It was like Duke's practices this year's. Uh, were relaxed or like the at, the atmosphere was relaxed, which is something they could never, ever say under Coach K. Um, so Shire's going to make his own way. We'll see what happens. Um, so my good and bad are related. <clears throat> uh, at, as anyone who listened to the show last year or last year, last week knows and or just knows us, Duke Carolina game, football game was the last week. Uh, it was It was a good football game. I mean, just in, it was entertaining. It was close. It was back and forth. One team would get up, the other team would come back. 
Um, it was it was well played by both schools. Obviously, my bad is that Duke lost football game by three. Um, had ample opportunity to win. Kind of shot themselves in the foot. Had put it away twice, but penalties kind of ruined that. Um, you know, and you, there's all kinds of things that could have gone different ways. It didn't. They lost by three. So it sucks. Um, but the good is, you know, just kind of the season on the whole, you know, if you go back to the preseason and sort of look at what we were talking about for this team and first year expectations under a new coach, they've already exceeded them. Um, they're lost. They're, they're four and three. So the record doesn't show it, but their three losses are about eight points, three points, and three points, you know, and two, those two losses by three, you take away, if they clean up the penalties, they win both of those football games and they're sitting at five and one. Um, you got to be pleased with that. I mean, we'll see where the rest of the season goes. It certainly makes you feel good uh, watching a, your team be competitive after losing by an average of 42 last year. So very happy with that, but you never like losing to Carolina, so that sucks. Um my ugly is related to Alabama. We were talking about Alabama a little bit before um, before the pod actually hit record. So they played the balls last week, lost, you know. So thanks for that loss, Saban, on the pick em. But, and I, I, you know he's listening, so I got to throw it out there. <laughs> but the uh, where I want to go with this is I saw that they are 131st. In all of the FBS, so dead last in penalties, they lead college football or the the FBS in penalties. That is awful, and and if that also doesn't tell you how good they are, how talented they are, to be that bad on penalties, six in the country, and you know whatever they are, six and one, five and one, whatever whatever it is, they're ranked six. So yeah, I just. Man, just think about if they're half halfway better than what they are, then you know they don't lose that football game or probably many others. It's just that to me is nuts, and I think it's super ugly that you can have all that talent and then you just throw it away because you're undisciplined or whatever it is that's going on this year with Alabama. But that stat blew me away, so I want and it was an ugly stat, so I want to share that and I want to throw a little jab in there and give me a loss. On the pick them too. So anyway, that's my good and bad combined plus an ugly. Well, just real quick, speaking of Bama, did y'all see the news where the uh, the the football player for Bama struck a Tennessee volunteer fan? Yeah, I I didn't see the video. I I read about it though. If that is true, I if if we all know Nick Saban, that kid will not be on the football team after this week. And I think it was a female. I think it was a girl. Yeah, he, he struck a female. So, so um, bye bye to your career. Yeah, not great. Obviously, yeah. So on that happy note, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will say if Nick Saban listens to this podcast, if he didn't before, he will now. Because if there's one thing I can imagine Nick Saban listening to in his truck on the way home or whatever he drives on the way home to Miss Terry. It's a podcast explaining about how the Alabama Crimson Tide could be better on the penalties. Um, that is a thousand percent 
something. His <laughs> discipline, negative ass to listen to on the way home. As we, we could, we could talk about how to pledge your furniture. Yeah, how to properly pledge your furniture. I could just see him with his four championship rings on his right hand because that, that's all it fits. Pounding the steering wheel as he's driving up. Yes, that's what I keep telling him. <laughs> Kids these days won't listen. <laughs> It's a more fired up than he was at work. Miss Terry's like, why don't you take some time to pledge the fridge? <laughs> uh, huh. All right. Uh, I'll just hop right into it. Um, my good. So there's a, my good actually is all co- kind of combined together. My Saturday, um, my Saturday morning started off with Marty and McGee. And I saw that they went sailgating with the captain, so to speak. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was the Alabama-Tennessee game. It's um, Neyland Stadium is in Knoxville. It's where the Vols play, volunteers. And they have something called the Vol Navy. Now, the Vol Navy is something I've long been obsessed with um, because an ex-girlfriend of mine's parents were big Tennessee fans. And I had no clue that the stadium was right next to the river. Uh, if I could describe for you what the Vol Navy it is, it's anything you've ever heard us talking about tailgating in Oxford just on a river. and um, if you involve boats, first of all, that ups the level of awesome. Second of all, that ups the level of stupid. And third of all, that ups the level of danger. Now, if you add alcohol, that is a fantastic combination that I'm very interested in, especially because it's in a state that I kind of really appreciate, which is Tennessee. Um, here's a little here's a little thing of one of the guys that they found that I had no clue about this. And I my wife was sleeping, so I I chose um, I'm famous for going in and bothering her after she's gone to bed at night with things that I think are just nuggets of <laughs> interesting information. So I chose to to not bother her sleep in the morning with this nugget. But um, there's a guy that lives on a houseboat. And I, by a houseboat, I do mean you could live on this. It has a full bar. And by a full bar, I mean a bar that has that could seat about 12 people. Um, there's a full living quarters, the whole thing. Uh, he lives on this uh, boat from Labor Day to Thanksgiving. And I don't mean on Saturdays. I mean throughout the year. Uh, just to make sure the boat's taken care of. It is painted like the checkerboard end zones. Um, he, this guy literally lives on it for all of the home games. And uh, they went and they met with this guy. Um, in case you would like to know the kind of shenanigans that were going on. Not to do the whole show for you. But again, this is exactly what I love about this neighborhood and this atmosphere. Um, Their show comes on at 9 a.m. Now, if you know anything about Tennessee fans, if you know anything about anyone in the South on the weekends, uh, chances are they're getting into the brown water or into their cups on Friday night. Um, One thing that they don't appreciate is air horns um, on the bow of a boat telling everybody to wake the hell up because Marty and McGee are on. (laughs) And in the background, you can see a woman come out on camera and she flicks them off and they turn around like from one of the other vessels. And they turn around and they're like, I, I don't think she likes us much. And then they continue <laughs> off their show. And uh, one of the reasons I, I talk, I praise them highly and I, I really appreciate them is because I feel like if we were given a TV show, that's absolutely a thousand percent something that we would do. <laughs> if yes. <given> opportunity. <laughs> Wake up, America. I'm not sure why you're awake. <laughs> not awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of both and shows and things that were going on in town. Um, this past weekend was the U.S. sailboat show in Annapolis. Uh, I live in Annapolis, and uh, this is a big deal. It comes to town every year. Um, there's three sailboat shows in the U.S. every year. 
One's in Newport, Rhode Island. One's in Annapolis. One's in Fort Lauderdale. This is a massive event. Um, they fill up the entire harbor. Uh, I've worked this in the past when I was completely uh, underqualified and basically, quite frankly, lied with my roommate to get me in to sell catamarans. If you know anything about me, first of all, I can't sell you on watching Marty and McGee, so I certainly cannot sell you on buying a million dollar <laughs> catamaran. Um, certainly didn't know how to drive it when they asked me to drive it through the harbor. That was a harrowing experience because I was making $9 an hour, and I can tell you I had no boat insurance. Um, <laughs> so you don't want to ding one of those things up. Uh, that said, um, I was able to go with my wife this weekend, uh, have a, a relatively easy experience. However, we did go to a bar to watch the beginning of the Bama Tennessee game, and this is my bad of the week. We walked in and sat down unassumingly next to a Tennessee uh, graduate, alumnus, I'll say. Um, that's I, I blacked out and tuned out because I didn't see my wife again because she, her side of her head was turned to the left. Um, as she was engaging in verbal warfare with this woman who was sitting there who clearly needed a friend because she talked my wife's ear off for an hour and a half about everything possibly inappropriate you can talk about at a bar, including <laughs> politics and religion and parents and what religions your and, and politics your parents are part of, to the point where eventually the bartender, who we don't know that well, eventually looked at her and said, kindly in her most Southern bless your heart way. Can you shut the fuck up? Because people <laughs> eat dinner here. <laughs> so, uh, that was, a, that was our bad experience. Um, uh, I did get to watch the second half of the Alabama Tennessee game and a much more lovely experience. Um, which leads me again, back up to the trajectory, which was great. Um, one of the yacht clubs that's in town here holds a big bash to raise money for charitable stuff, charitable causes. So on Saturday, uh, evening we got to go over there and it's pretty cool uh, another place actually that i used to work and uh because uh when you can't have nice things in town you just like to be around the nice things <laughs> so i uh so we went over there and and at this you can see the sunset and it's setting over all the boats you can see in the harbor and as the sun sets for anyone that's been around any sort of boat or seen it at the top of the masts they all have these little lights and so it looks like this like kind of twinkling lights throughout the harbor and it looks like stars and it's it's kind of cool. So when you hear the song like stars on the water or anything like that. So anyways, that was pretty cool. And you could actually see the stars themselves. And then it helped that um, we had the first half of the Duke Carolina game on while we were also uh, listening to a band that was covering uh, old classics like the Georgia satellites and stuff like that. So I did make it home for the for the second half of the game. And as Dustin mentioned, it was a little bit of a shootout. and. Y'all definitely had that game one in the last two minutes. I was I was sweating it, but it was a solid beat. Did till you didn't. Yeah. So that's my that's my good bat and bad and great. So all right. Morgan, take us into the college football, the records, the rankings, the games. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. First of all, the records after week seven. Ryan is ahead 21 to 17. Although, like his teams, I'm sure he cheated somehow to get there. Uh, <laughs> Logan, Logan, who's not here tonight, is in second at 20 and 18. And then you got me and Dustin tied for 16 wins. Now, I would I would like to think that I, I'm pretty sure Dustin would probably, probably be in first if he decided not to go drink Guinness across the ocean. So 
Um, we probably should have. We could have at least made some crappy picks for you. And who knew? Who knows? Those those picks could have turned out to have been some winners. <laughs> could have been. It's uh, so, it's a rebuilding year. It is. I know all about rebuilding years. <clears throat> Uh, so, you know, but we'd like to give a shout out though to, to you, Dustin, for, uh, taking Bama to guarantee the Vols win, you know, that was a uh, really nice of you, man. You if I'd known the man. penalty stat I shared earlier, I would have picked the Vols <laughs> we all could have lost together. Uh, and Logan and Ryan, Logan took Carolina? Yeah, you weren't here last week. Oh my God. Logan, what the was he? Yeah. He must have been on. He must have been on something. Why do you think we're we're at the top of the standings? So we just pick smart, not with our heart. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, and with that, let's move on to the AP rankings real quick here. So we got top, George at one. Top twenty-one, right? Top top twenty. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. include twenty. We'll include twenty-one. But after twenty-one, does it really doesn't matter? Anything after twenty-one. 22, you might as well just be some of the teams that aren't even ranked. You're, you, this is where they go, well, we've, we've got to put somebody. We can't just say the top 21. Let's just make uh, top 25. Others sounds, receiving votes. <laughs> yes, others are exactly. I mean, top 25 sounds nicer than top 17, right? So they got to put somebody in there. Should we now refer to 22 through 25 as others receiving more votes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, they got like some people and say so they left teams in like Carolina, I guess. You know, they're like, yeah, you, you'll do. <laughs> so, with that, Georgia's ranked one, obvious. You know, who, who, who saw that one coming? Then at two is Ohio State, which I don't know if I'd have them at two, but, you know, they are, I mean, I'd, it is what it is. The Vols jumped ahead to three. Coming in from where they were ranked, I want to say where they ranked seven last week. Six. They beat beating Bama. They they jumped a bunch ahead of a bunch of people, which rightfully so. And I think they're just uh, the way they're playing. They're going to stay inside the top four for the probably rest of the season. Michigan coach Khakis, you're ranked four, but you know he'll screw it up next. He'll screw it up this weekend, and they'll fall down two spots and that'll allow Clemson to get back in there and. and and give ACC some love in the top top four. Right now they're at five, which they're knocking at the door. So they got they got plenty of opportunities to get back in. Bama's at six, and th- will this be the 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 year that we that Bama might not be going to the playoffs? Is that is it too soon to say that? Uh, I mean, we'll way, see. I mean, because if if the Volunteers keep winning out. Who does who which which side of the SEC bracket does does Bama play in? Just remind me on that one. They're on the other side. And Ole Miss is currently ahead of Alabama in the standings. With the game with the game against Bama coming up. Yep. So yeah, they they would have a shot at uh, playing them in the SEC title game, and then I mean, and then winning that and making it. And then, with the way the committee works, they're going to pick two SEC teams anyway. So, you're right. Bama will get in, even if they were at ten. They still get in. <laughs> Can't have a playoff without Bama. Yeah, 
But yeah, because we all want to see Bama win fifty-five and nothing against the team. Michigan. <laughs> oh, did that happen to Michigan? Or do, we don't have Michigan fans listening, do we? Oof. Anyway. Occasionally. I don't know why you would listen to the podcast if you were. <laughs> if you're a Big Ten fan. Yeah. <laughs> why haven't you given up by now? We're not going to play nice. We don't like the Big Ten. The, I'm sorry, the Conference Refractors, who plays at noon on ESPN. Uh, just to finish it off, get Ole Miss at seven, TCU at eight. Uh, no one really cares about nine and ten. Um, Oklahoma's at eleven. You got the Fighting Scott and McQuarrie's at twelve. Which for those of you who don't know, that's USC. You got Wake at thirteen, Syracuse at fourteen. The team that we're still kicking out, by the way. I know you're listening. Syracuse. Yeah, still don't want yeah, them. We still don't want you. So get the hell out. Take Georgia Tech with you. Go. I don't care. You could win the freaking national championship. We're still kicking you out. That's how much we hate you. K State at 17, Kentucky at 19, and that's it. <laughs> so, but because Sorry. I love everybody. That was our hand because, but, but because because I love everybody, Carolina is ranked at 22, and our good buddy uh, uh, Logan, your state is still in the top 25, buddy, at 23. So, it's still ranked, buddy. Hopefully, you finish the rest of the season ranked. Um, Carolina probably won't. So, um, anyway, on to the games we're going to pick. <laughs> First up, Mr. Eviction noticed himself Syracuse at Clemson. And, oh, it's a 12, 12 o'clock afternoon game. Oh, so, Clemson's going to get some work in early and go play golf. Good for them. Because, <laughs> uh, is gonna say, Oh, hello, Mr. Syracuse. Welcome back to the rankings. And with that, get the hell out. You just lost. Go home. Here's your parting gift. You're falling out of the top 25 and going to back home. Um, with that, I'm picking Clemson because it's at Clemson. I mean, that was gonna, yeah. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I'm curious what time the players are gonna have to get up on Saturday morning so they can go through all the bus hoopla. When they have to get to the stadium, they have to dress, and they have to it, get in their bus. They have to drive to it, three tenths of a mile. It's well, it's 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 against Syracuse at home. Clemson players will show up five minutes before kickoff. Oh no, not against NC State. They had to have a police escort. They had to do, parade the buses around the outside of the stadium. That was NC State. This is once again. This is Mr. Eviction Notice. <laughs> they don't give. This is an afterthought. All right. Well, in that case. I, you know, I thought Clemson would be exhausted from all the pregame activities, running down the hill, touching the the pebble. So I'm still going to pick Clemson, but only because they weren't exhausted. I'll take the pebble over the the wedding chapel or whatever it is they have on Chapel Hill's campus. (laughs) Howard's Howard's (laughs) right. Howard's 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 bald head. (laughs) All right. Well, let's everyone keep in mind. Syracuse was the team that almost took Clemson down. Yeah. What three years ago? So is that is is that Cuse? And uh, that was when uh, old Chase Bryce showed up and finished out the game when Trevor Lawrence got hurt. That ain't happening this time. Give me Clemson. They're at home. They're rolling. They're getting better every week. Syracuse ain't beating them. 
I'd like to point out one thing before we move on. We asked Logan for his picks, and uh, he signed into the document. He picked no other games besides this one. I'm sure completely out of spite because he <laughs> just beat NC State last week, and he picked one. I'm sure that comes as a huge surprise to everyone in America. So, uh, Logan's spite pick of the week is Clemson. He picked no other games. So, we'll be picking for him. <laughs> Next up, Duke at Miami. All right. We got the doctors going at. Miami, who is not the, <laughs> just, the, just Miami. Just Miami. I, I could have gone somewhere else, but I'm going to be nice tonight. Um, and someone decided to put in some notes here that they both lost to Carolina. I guess you got to feel good about something, right? Until basketball season starts up. Um, Three weeks. I will. I'm, I, Dustin, go ahead, buddy. It's your. It's your boys. Uh, well, everybody knows I've been on the U train all podcast long, like since we started this thing. But not this week, boys. Not this week. This is going to be a bounce back. I feel good about the rest of Duke's schedule, minus the weight game. Give me the Blue Devils. We're gonna we're gonna make a run for this coastal after all. I said it last week. Last coastal division title is going to be ours. I'm claiming it right now. Let's go. Give me Duke. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Duke's got a good team this year. And as bad as Virginia Tech is, they they went down there and uh, – was it done? I don't remember how they played it. That's how bad my season is right now, my memory. Um, but Tech, Tech hung with them all game, and their defense is not that great at all. Um, with that said, Duke is a much better team than Virginia Tech. And I'm going to take Duke on this one all day. I guarantee it. Ryan, that big Duke fan, what you got? Yeah, this one's pretty simple. Um, we wiped our butt with more uh, with uh, Alma Sick Morgan. That was that was a Freudian slip. We wiped our butt with Miami. Um, it really, uh, it really, in in my opinion, wasn't that close. The score tells a different story, and uh, and Duke played as well. Now it's a rivalry game. And Duke was coming off a loss. It was a close fought loss, if I remember correctly. And and they played pretty well. But um I am not a believer in Tyler Van Dyke. Um no. His his, uh, his stock stock draft has gone. And uh so I'm going to go with the Blue Devils. And uh um We know uh, Logan will pick Duke. Yeah, I mean, we've seen his bedroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For those in America who don't know, sometimes when he joins, he's got pictures, he's got posters of JJ Reddick over his <laughs> in his childhood bedroom. It's yeah. it's Duke wallpaper. It's, it's got the 2010 national championship team poster. It's yeah, like a JJ jersey. And, he's never gonna miss a podcast again. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I I have to say that the the air of Coach Frisco is not going on so smoothly right now. <laughs> oh, he's on the hot seat. More on that later. Oh, oh, yes, your hot seat. I I, I looked at that. That's a good. One. I can't wait to go over that one. Next up, Lane Train is visiting LSU. Man, you would think that they would have made this a night game. What is up, LSU? Get your shit together. Like, where are your night games at? I guess they don't really 
I guess Brian you gotta Kelly. Got to be good to play at night. Exactly. And Brian Kelly, they're like, you know what? We're going to readjust. After that first game, like, we're going to readjust your schedule. No night games, buddy. You got to earn them. And he hadn't earned them yet. With that said, Brian Kelly and his fake accent, uh, he probably should have stayed at, at, at South Bend because uh, down south, where he is now, is not working out for him. Um, so give me lane train coming in there. He's going to be taking a train out with a big W. Ryan, what are you thinking? Um, I like your comment about the night games. I've also noticed this year that the night games um, haven't been lacking, dude. Yeah. And they've been a lot of bad games at night, man. A lot of bad games. Like all the, there hasn't been a lot of premier games, to be honest, this season either. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like the idea that you had that he's making them earn the night games. But I also think that this is Mr. Authentic's problem, but I think it's his problem for another reason. I know how much he values his family. And, uh, and I think that, that these are more family friendly times that he's playing at. So that way he can, he can embrace his Southern family. So uh, I'm not positive about that, but yeah, I'll tell you yeah. LSU and their fans aren't going to take too kindly to that. If that's accurate, like, yeah, we want our night games. We don't care what you do on the, on your time away from here. You can have family time uh, in the office. On Sunday, yeah, <laughs> which will happen real soon. It's going to take me at least two more years to forget the fact the way he tried to roll that family out there like he was from South Carolina or something. Anyways, if you're going to do the accent, do the Cajun accent at least. Um, so LSU has lost to Tennessee, which, shocking, who hasn't? Alabama, <clears throat> you're included. And uh, Florida State... <laughs> LSU lost to Florida State by one point in week one. So basically, they got the doors blown off them by a, by a BCS team. And then they lost to Florida State by one point. So this could be more of a trap game than we think. LSU beat Auburn in Florida in the last three weeks. Um, now, maybe those teams are bad football teams. And I'm inclined to believe. Bingo. I'm inclined to believe that Auburn and Florida are indeed actually paper tigers and paper gators. So I'm going to go with. The man, the myth, the Twitter wonderkind, the offensive wonderkind, Lincoln, uh, Kiffin, and his Lanchard defense. <laughs> Dustin, what are you thinking? I mean, I just, you don't know, in, in, in serious commentary, you never know what you're getting from LSU. Like, some weeks they look decent, some weeks they look awful. Um, yeah. Paper Tiger and Paper Gators, 100%. They're not good. So that means nothing. So in my view, Ole Miss Lane Train is going to keep on rolling. <clears throat> the fun part about this is it's going to set up a fun Bama-Ole Miss matchup. If yeah. we if we want to look forward a little bit, it's going to be a fun little matchup we got coming. And because Logan's name starts with L, he's picking LSU. <laughs> that way we can guarantee a Lane Train win. <laughs> Watch him pull away in the standings because we will be like, and Logan picks the other. <laughs> oh man! And so next after that, we got a game. I guess on the West Coast that's taking place at three thirty Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yes. So, geez, I mean, and what what kind of game would that be if we were all on the West Coast, man, drunk at nine o'clock in the morning? All right. 
Well, they don't get drunk on the West Coast. They do something else. <laughs> I, I hear I hear they don't have any viewership anyway. So, so. I was just so saying, is that, that why the, is, is that why the East Coast East Coast yet again got to build build them out? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, is that why people don't show up to the UCLA game? <laughs> I is Bill Walton the- there with his jar of peanut butter walking around <laughs> trying to get people some? Hi guys. Just catch the new Grateful Dead box set. It's amazing. That would be <laughs> amazing if they had Bill Walton on for the UCLA Oregon game. That would be perfect. Oh, I would watch it just for that. Here's what I here's what I can tell you. Marty not gonna watch this game. If Bill Walton was calling it, I would extra not watch this game. I would maybe <laughs> I would maybe cancel my subscription to live television so I couldn't watch it. He's horrible, but it's more like a train wreck. Just like, what is he going to say next? I, I, I don't know. Take He's a shot awful. for every time he says something stupid. Like, oh, I'm going to be hammered in five seconds. I, I hope I don't ever have to hear him call a game again. Like, <laughs> call the Pac-12 all you want because I ain't going to watch it. So, Or like, Pac-10 or Pac-3 or whatever they are these days. <laughs> in a matter of, it's like in a matter of two minutes, he starts a conversation and goes off on like, 500 left turns into new conversations like where wait a minute what 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 were we just talking about anyway with that said UCLA at Oregon um yeah a couple years ago I'd say oh man Oregon gonna be a great game but like they they don't really have their their spark anymore man I mean they are ranked 10 but you know um just doesn't feel like it I guess in my opinion, not like years past from, like I said, a, a count coach Crisco, who's now down in Miami winning big games. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bill Walton versus not count Crisco. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess you got to flip a coin on this one. Um, give me UCLA. You flip a coin. Who you got a coin? Let's flip it and let's all we'll go right down the line and we'll all pick. We should UCLA uh, a space UCLA yeah UCLA heads Oregon tails. This is this is is very Bill Walton, by the way. We're letting the cosmic universe decide our fate. You got a coin? (laughs) Yeah, I got a coin. Let's do it, man. It's a coin. It is twenty fourteen. The coin um, is just. The coin is yeah, just. Yeah, the coin is just. All right, so what do we say? UCLA is Head, heads. UCLA is heads. Oregon is tails. And the pretty uniforms are tails. All right. I'm going to flip it, catch it, and then we'll see what happens. All right. Heads. UCLA it is. So, All Morgan, right. Morgan, you get UCLA, right? Uh, yeah. I was going to say we'll just flip the coin for the entire Yeah, Yep. But. All right, I go next. Go ahead, Dustin. Flip it. <laughs> it's going to definitely be Oregon for you. All right, I'm going to redo that. All right, yeah, he fumbled it. Like Tony Grimes catching a ball. Tails. Oregon. Uh, of course, Ryan, you get your 50 jerseys, man. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> there we go. This one's for me. Heads, UCLA. Yeah. From the 
I'm the biggest uh, Hollywood fan of the ever this week. Is that, is that where they are? Blue blood basketball from Burbank. Yeah, they're they're down there. Yeah, they're down there in the right. outskirts of LA, I guess. Yeah, walk walk of fame or something. I don't know. Some anyway. shit. Madame, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, isn't that the famous thing out there? Yeah. Bill Walton will show up lost in space out of his mind. Logan actually got out of Oregon, so we literally went 50-50 on this. Oh, man. There we go. We'll find out which one the universe wanted to win. <laughs> well, I, thought we, I thought that's what the coin was for. That's what I'm saying. The tides are pulling the moons in different directions. And by the way, the Jews... Grateful Dead's making a documentary movie. I'm going to be in it. <laughs> he used to do stuff during the pandemic when we were all locked up or whatever, and they'd go to him inside his house, and he'd have this tapestry or whatever behind him. And of course, of course. Worlds being created by unicorns and rivers of rainbows <laughs> flowing. <laughs> and then they would just ask him one question about it, and 20 minutes later, they'd be like, we really need to go to a commercial break, and it would be a commercial for like Hardee's, and I'd be like, yep. That's the perfect like, segue into it. <laughs> uh, a man who hates, you know, commercials and and corporations, and they cut right to one of them. All right, Morgan, we could probably like skip right through this game because it's not important. Exactly, K State versus TCU. And <laughs> if, in other words, the ugly ass purple uniform bowl game. No one's caring. No one cares. TCU, no, we don't give a shit. You're not irrelevant. You never will be. And K-State, I hope you beat TCU because, you know, yeah, I don't like TCU. So go K-State. Okay. Ryan. So I put this game in for one very selfish but fun reason. Of Um, course. One of our guys that i know that listens to this podcast because he told me he listens to it in the past is our buddy from the uh, fort collins and he is a big tcu fan and so johnny five if you're listening to this i did <laughs> I, I did take note of the fact that your tcu horn frogs are number eight in the country also they wear purple and purple is just not a great uniform color i'm not gonna lie no. and uh <laughs> they're playing 17 and that is our buddy brett who i'm sure you've heard in the past who's come on here and talked about barbecue. And I know we've got our buddy Kevin that's also out there and is a proud alum of Kansas State as well. Again, these people wear purple uniforms. I just, this will be the Kansas uh, going down to what? Just outside Dallas, I think, if I have that correct. Um, Kansas State tends to, they don't, they don't, they're not intimidated by Texas. Um, they've, no. they've had a few fruitful trips to Texas over the last couple of years, if I remember correctly. I, I'm hoping I'm getting that history correct. But uh, uh, I may be thinking of Kansas just beating Texas all the time, and that's not helpful to the Kansas State fans. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I would like to see Kansas State win, not because I want to take any shots at TCU, but I think it would be more interesting to see the Big 12 kind of shake up because we've got a lot of teams here in the uh, – in like the eight to eighteen range that are ranked, which means I guess it's a pretty good conference, and it'd be kind of fun to see a little chaos there. So let's see what happens. Big Twelve flyover country. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Johnny Five. I forgot you're a TC fan. Love you, man, but uh, still don't like TCU. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dusted, buddy. 
What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kansas is not wrong. K-State, I, I don't know about the Texas thing, but they. my understanding is they've always played uh, like Oklahoma tough. They've got they've done pretty well against them over the years, it, and that was when they were good, not when they had this season. So here's here's my analysis. Beginning of the year, there were two football teams in Kansas, two football teams vying for the state. Then Jalen Daniels went down, and Kansas season was over, as in the Jayhawks. So there's only enough room in the state of Kansas for one football program. It's K State. Let's go Wildcats. Come on. Everybody, what the hell is a horn frog anyway? That's dumb. Um, I'd like to go on record and say I looked it up and there was a sneaking suspicion in the back of my head that I was actually being completely wrong. And um I just like to go on record and say I looked it up and Texas has beat Kansas State five. So sorry about that. The Oklahoma point is stands. They yeah. they've actually played Oklahoma really well yeah. in the past like ten years. And if there's anything that shows I'm an East Coast biased person, it's that I got Oklahoma, Texas confused, and Kansas and Kansas State sometimes confused. And football. They're, neither of those states are the South, so that's why. <laughs> that was an honest mistake, but I at least rectified it immediately. Thank good we have, <laughs> uh, goodness we have fact checkers. And Logan likes Texas dirt music, so he's good. <laughs> <ECU. laughs> All right. Case go case thing. <laughs> Next up, oh, you feel so bad for this game. You really do. Mississippi State Bulldogs 24 at Alabama, who did not win last week. Uh, six. Um, you just you really feel bad because Nick Saban is going to take his frustrations out on um, on on old Mikey and and his football team. And uh, I almost want to can't wait to listen to post game press conference for for. For Mikey, um, when his team does not win at Alabama, you really, you really just feel bad because Alabama's gonna take Mississippi State to the woodshed. Because I can't remember the last time, and when was the last time Alabama lost twice in the same season, reg- during the regular season? Can anybody? There, I actually saw something about this it, recently. I think them. And Ohio, it may have been maybe Ohio State have not lost three games. So the years is talking about two. They have not lost three games in the same season or in a season since college football playoffs started, roughly. Wow, which is real impressive. So, could this year be the year? We'll see. Yeah, find out. But uh. I think Alabama's gonna um get back in the win column this weekend. So uh what do you think, Dustin? Oh yeah, Bama. Give me Bama. They're gonna this is a bounce back. We're not satisfied with the results last week game. Uh anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I love Mike Leach. I think yeah. he's an interesting guy, not just because of his funny interviews, but I actually think he's pretty thoughtful about college sports in general. Um, if you actually listen to what he says about it. So um, I like them. I hope Mississippi State has a hell of a year, but yeah, they're going to be on uh, the war war path, so to speak, this week. Because I bet Saban's been riding their ass all week. Oh yeah, Ryan. I looked it up. They won 
first in the SEC in 2013 and 14, and they had two losses both years. I, I didn't do the math to figure out if that was – that's the full season. So they had two losses over the full season, 2013, 2014. 2015, they went 14 and 1. 2016, 14 and 1. 2017, 13 and 1. 2018, 14 and 1. 2019, 11 and 2. I think that second loss was in the national championship. 2020, 13 and 0. And 2021, 13 and 2. So, uh, um, yeah. And uh, we know how they finished three of the last four years. Um, yep. And uh, uh, four of the last six. It's a lot. I'm not going to sit here. You didn't tune in to hear me talk about Alabama. So um, this is a, we've already talked about this, but this is a battle of the press conferences, which is kind of fun. So uh, two of the most enjoyable press conferences. Um, I listen to Dan Patrick when I'm not actually doing real work. And uh, he loves to talk about both of these guys in their press conferences. If you need something to go look up, I think I've said this in the past. Go look, go look up Mike Leach talking about uh, which mascot in the Pac-12 could kill the other mascots. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. But all that said, that's a lot of pre-talk before the game. When I actually think it comes down to it, um, I think Alabama will win for the exact reason that we just went through their records. They're a little like the Patriots. They tend not to lose the week after a loss. And – uh the problem with that is I think Mississippi State's going to measure themselves. I'm looking ahead. I think Mississippi State's going to measure themselves against Alabama. And unfortunately, then they're going to know exactly what they have to do in order to take down a tough uh, lane train. So that could be a trap game <laughs> for Ole Miss. Perfect. Huh? All right. Yeah, it looks like Logan picked Bama, too. Oh, did you <laughs> go in and write that in? I did. Did you write it in or did he log in? I, I, wrote, I wrote it in. Oh, I thought he did it live from the I'm, concert. <laughs> Football season. We all know what happened. And we all know what happens when uh, all four people pick the same team. Oh, is that why you did it? <laughs> That's great. I like, to see something, I like to see something new happen this season. And that would make one hell of a post-game speech. Throw. I mean, I would record that and watch that multiple times. Probably. And we can take credit for it next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other some other notable games happening. Although no one really gives a shit about this, but Pitt versus Louisville. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, UVA at Georgia Tech. I'd rather watch the paint dry, and a mold-infested house built back in the freaking twenties. That's why I, 1920s. That's why it I is didn't tonight, watch. though. That's why I made sure we did the podcast tonight so we wouldn't have to watch it. Yeah, oh, it's on tonight. Hey, and guess what? <laughs> I usually know when games are. That's how much I don't give a shit about this game or these two teams. <laughs> I could care. I, I had no idea they're playing tonight. Nobody cares that they're playing tonight. Nobody. Not one person. You, yeah, no, maybe they they're care. maybe they're mamas. Well, maybe. But I mean, players' I mean, mamas and the coaches' I mean, mamas. My kid went to one of these schools and was playing football. I'm like, oh, I love you, son. Get to go watch the paint dry. <laughs> Not really. I, I, I don't know. Really Maybe. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Cross that bridge in 20 years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, UNLV at Notre Dame. I mean, geez, dude. Like, this is their new head coach, but I get their shit 
together, man, because, uh, yeah. Brian Kelly ain't there to get you your, um, your, uh, your rankings anymore because, uh, yeah. Sorry, you my note here. It's exclusively on Peacock. So the whole reason why the ACC hasn't, or sorry, again, Freudian slip. The whole reason why Notre Dame hasn't joined the ACC is supposedly because of their TV money. Mm -hmm. get from their NBC deal. And they're playing UNLV exclusively on an app you have to log into or download to. Exactly, account. yeah. Or if you like, what happened? What, what happened to their it, precious? What happened to their precious three thirty games on Saturday? Like the, I guess a, I guess this is a three thirty game, but it's on Peacock. <laughs> is is that kind of like when Duke played a game on Facebook? I think that's the same <laughs> thing, right? Oh, how the mighty has fallen! <laughs> anyway, I guess I guess their regular broadcast network was like, yeah, yeah, we don't know you. Like, uh, we don't want to be associated with you. Get, get Fuck off or uh, get your stench out of here. Um, and Georgia. The Xfinity race is on NBC instead. And that's bad. <laughs> You're getting uprooted by NASCAR. <laughs> exactly. It's not even that's fair. Oof. And then Georgia Southern at OD. Anyway, um, on to the hot seat. Take it away, Ryan. All right. As so you can tell. We haven't done this in a couple weeks. Um, Coacheshotseat.com. That's the website. It's pretty self-explanatory. Number one, some guy named Jeff Scott. Don't know who he is. Don't care. But what I do know <laughs> is he's at USF. And here's what I know about USF. For some reason, this is a coveted property by the SEC and the uh, ACC and all these rumors. All right. Now, look, we spend about 40% of this podcast over the last 90, almost 100 episodes telling you all the teams that shouldn't be in the ACC. Let's just get this right out of the way. We don't want USF either. All right. All right. Moving yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> coach number two. Um, I was like, no, your invitation was not lost in the mouth. It was not sent. Here's just, I here's, just, I don't, who cares who's the coach of USF? Is? Well, apparently it's because of this. They want, if, if a new coach comes in, it'll be sexy or whatever. Look, there's a lot of things that aren't sexy, and most of them come out of Tampa, Florida, and USF is one of them. So if you've listened to Florida or the field segments, you know about Tampa. Um, I hope that, having said that, I hope that if you are living in Tampa or in that area, I hope that you are doing okay and everything is kind of hopefully coming back to normal. I don't want to poke too much fun at Tampa yet, but uh, with everything that happened. Number two, Brian Harson at Auburn. Um, we've met. It's a done deal. That's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think he gets fired before the Iron Bowl because you don't want to have a lame duck coaching against Alabama. But uh, so I think I, he's gone at the end of the year. I don't know. I think all the rules are out of the window. I think people want an early start on, on the coaching search. Yeah. No, for Auburn, that they how far they've fallen right now, they're, they're going to want to have a massive head start, like you're saying, Austin. Three, uh, Mr. Jimbo Fisher, the fairest recruiter in all the land. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe if he'd played a little dirty, he wouldn't be number three on the seat, uh, hot seat list. Number five, we already mentioned Morgan did Marcus Freeman at, at Notre Dame. This is a sad one. Bye -bye. Uh, it's his first, it's his first ever job. Imagine getting as a head coach, imagine getting your first ever job at, um, 
I think he's younger than me. I'm not going to give you my age, but he's in his mid thirties. He's had his first ever job and it's Notre Dame. Good luck. Yeah. And, and Tommy Rees is their um, yeah. <clears throat> offensive coordinator. He's 30. Yeah. So like a lot, a lot of weight on those two guys' shoulders to be their ages. They played there. I believe Marcus played there. Tommy Rees definitely did. Well, yep. Been in the program for a minute, but yeah. Uh, number six, don't like to see this. Going to have to go see this man on Saturday. And by going to have to, I'm going to enjoy the time I get to spend with my parents uh, while they're still here sitting behind them at the Navy game, um, taking uh, the seats of their good friends um, because they're out of town. But uh, Coach Ken, Niamato Lolo, I just would like to point out, I do know how to say the man's name, but it's a lot easier to say Coach Ken. So uh, he's going to be playing Houston this week. Hopefully he doesn't move higher up on this list. Brent Venables, Oklahoma, you're in the top ten, buddy. Didn't didn't don't like to see that, but uh, you know, great coordinator. Um, Morgan, your boy, Frisco already seventeen, South Beach. You know what they do? They cheer you up. They spit you out. They ask for the next youngest, skinnier model. So uh, <laughs> accurate. Um, Jeff Halfley, and now. When Chris goes out, I'd like to point out to America that when Chris goes out, Mustache Boy's out too. So if you want to see Mustache Boy without his filled sleeves thing, stop it. <laughs> off my mind. You know. Uh Jeff Sapley at BC. Can't believe he's high uh, not higher. Honestly, he should be about four. Um and then Clark Lee, who is the greatest coach in the history of program history at the greatest program in the world, based out of Nashville, Tennessee, the Vanderbilt Comedy. <laughs> Uh, I was about to say, is that like Middle Tennessee State? That They beat Miami this year. <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't actually have a, a quality win yet at the greatest program in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Dustin, you introduced us to our Yahoo Misery Index, right? A couple weeks back? Yep. Mm-hmm. The headline for week seven. Again, we're not doing this every week, but we'll do it this week. Here's your headline, and I quote, Penn State can't compete with the best 10 teams in the Big Ten. The stench of fraudulence around Penn State has been masked by the sweet, sweet aroma of two mid, uh, mid-American mid conference patsies. <laughs> wow. Wow. Gee. Pretty so accurate. The uh, writer of the Yahoo Misery Index went to either Pittsburgh or yeah. uh, Maryland, but apparently... <laughs> That's where that came from. Penn, Penn State lost their defensive coordinator. And they went to shed. Yeah, crazy. It's almost like the team he went to shed too. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Enjoy your sh- enjoy your short sweet ride. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I gotta enjoy it now because I know it's what basketball. No. basketball season for three quarters of this pod in about two weeks. Three weeks. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. You know you love college basketball. Yeah, because we're ranked number one. But I hear preseason All-Americans don't mean anything. And quite frankly, uh, Devin Leary <laughs> was picked as preseason everything. And look what happened to him. So just another late-round shot at Devin Leary. Taking him while I can. Logan's going to rip into us next week. I have to go watch that game with Logan, so there's probably a lot coming back. <laughs> when you lose by, lose by safety, yes. <laughs> All right. 
at the end of this podcast, uh, we took a couple weeks off because of the hurricane. Uh, it was in bad taste. But um, I was speaking to uh, one of my clients, and I said, you know, like, how long is it? Can I, can I keep kicking the gators when they're down? Can I make a, can I make a Jaguars joke yet? Can I, like, is it, is it appropriate to make hurricanes jokes yet? And he, or a hurricane joke yet? And he goes, oh man, we're Florida, 48 hours and you're good. I said, all right. So from a Florida man himself, I got the okay to uh, move on <laughs> with tonight's Florida or the field. So I'm going to do it. And if you have a, a beef with it, then you can leave us a voice. And we may actually consider it if it's, if it's, uh, if it's out of taste. But this happened on uh, September 20th, so just about a month ago. I've been sitting on this one a while. You guys figure out, what do you think if it's Florida or the field? We've, we've been, just like the coin, we've been 50-50 this year. So uh, here's your headline. It may have been a beef with broccoli. <laughs> a domestic dispute over takeout Chinese food and <laughs> criminal charges. Criminal charges that means people go to jail and their lives are ruined being filed against a man and his daughter both of whom are accused of battering a third family member investigators say that a melee broke out friday evening at a residence in a city adjacent to a retirement giving you that on purpose it may be to throw you off the train the home is occupied by a 51 year old his wife, and I'm not going to give you the name of the daughter because that would be a dead giveaway. And his son. So a wife, a 51-year-old, a daughter, and son. The cops identified the son as the battery victim. As detailed in the police department arrest report, the family had ordered Chinese food, but the takeout containers were not labeled. That was in the police report. That's where this is going which upset the 51-year-old since he did not know, and I quote, which container of food was his. The son <laughs> said that he had argued with his father and sister. <laughs> I can't take it seriously because Dustin's dying. His father and sister over the Chinese food. Quote, due to the fact that the victim had eaten his father's food unknowingly. End of quote. <laughs> The dispute wow. turned violent, the victim said, when his sister began punching him in the face. What? Then the fifty-one-year-old, oh the fifty-one-year-old father allegedly joined the fracas, putting his son into a chokehold. This is sad, but it's somewhat funny. Kind of. The wife told cops she was in her bedroom when she heard crashing and yelling in the kitchen. When she entered the kitchen, the woman recalled. She saw the daughter, whose name I'm not going to tell you because it's a dead giveaway, humbling the victim who was being choked. Again, I, I repeat, America, over the Chinese food containers not being labeled. Uh, <laughs> the battering, the woman added, ended only after she called 911 for help. He had visible red marks on the front side of his neck. They said neither defendant appeared to have any marks or bruises. Both of them were, both the father and daughter were arrested for misdemeanor battery. And the father was charged with domestic battery by strangulation, which is actually a felony. Oof. 
they both bonded out of jail early Sunday morning. So again, this happened on a Friday evening. They were arrested. They spent the weekend in jail and they bonded out early Sunday morning because the son ate the dad's Chinese because it wasn't late. Damn, he went from not having any Chinese food to eating stale Fruit Loops and caught in jail. Ain't no Chinese food where you going. Ain't no Chinese food where you going, buddy. So, again, the headline is, it was a beef over broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jesus, was this in Halifax County, Virginia? I think for you to decide. I mean, there's a there's a piece. You know, this could have happened. I'm no, I'm not taking any shots. This could have easily happened after too much uh, brown water at the Tennessee Vol Navy. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> true. Well, true. I mean, he. I'm, I'm going to go obviously with the field, and uh, I mean, it's got to be Utah, right? We had a crazy Utah story a couple of you or a few weeks ago. I don't know about that, man. They don't really allow alcohol there. They they seem a little more kept. Although the woman that had the one girl calling in, you know, threats, you know, university. Yeah. Not until how nuclear threat. Um, So I guess I I could have been Utah. I'll give you that. They don't need alcohol to be dumbasses up there. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I like to keep, I only went away from Florida one time. But I'm I'm gonna stick with this, and I'm gonna go straight Daytona. Oof, that's a solid guess. Oh, it's Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from Tampa, dude? Like, they're pr- pretty city, but dumbass. And the daughter's name is Atlantis. So when you name your daughter Atlantis, that oh was the God. dead giveaway. <laughs> it was Florida. Ridiculous. <laughs> I tried to throw you off with the retirement village. I read it before I could think about it. And then I was like, oh, better fix that. <laughs> oh, I I honestly thought about the villages in Florida. That's, which a, is, that's where it is. Is that isn't that in Tampa? The villages? I have, I have no idea. I they have right. their own zip code. <laughs> it's it, they're, they're, they're literally their own like municipality or whatever. I don't know where they are though. It's the it, they live right next to them. I could have sworn. Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I took a shot at Tampa. I could have sworn that was on the outskirts of Tampa, the villages, and this happened right next to it. So I don't know. Leave us a voicemail if I'm wrong. I can't find it on Google right now. But if you go to the Hold website, on. there's a bunch. If you go it to the is. website, there's a bunch of people on a pool playing beach water. Beach uh, I'll tell you exactly where it is. Give me one moment. I'm zooming in now. <laughs> the villages. Enhance. Actually, it's actually like smack dab in the middle of Florida, and it is about north northwest of Orlando. Mm -hmm. All right, so near 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 Daytona, near Daytona. (laughs) It is. Let's see. This is south of Gainesville. This geography lesson brought to you. By Bojangles. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's near Claremont. Who the fuck that is? Mm. Which is next to Orlando. So Orlando, Daytona, same damn thing. Um, fucking... Yeah. 
methods of the self. <laughs> yeah, this, the way that this escalated, I think that there there was probably some other drugs that were being passed around. The um, that or they're just. I'm guessing that that or they're just drunk fat rednecks. So, I don't know. Maybe someone voted the wrong way or cheers for the wrong team or actually graduated from a university and the rest of the family doesn't like it. <laughs> Damn. If, if you Google this town and then you hit the picture that shows like a street view, the first thing you see is a waste dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. I'm on street view. Again, the first thing you see is a waste management dump shit truck. That's perfect. Perfect. Mm. Well, welcome welcome back to the podcast florida hopefully we didn't go too far <laughs> uh, i i will point out if you're watching any of the baseball games um try and save this a little bit if you're watching any of the baseball games uh they do talk about how you can donate to team rubicon we've talked about that in the past on this podcast um team rubicon helps with hurricane relief they help with natural disaster relief what it does is it puts veterans generally need a purpose or a place to do something once they get out of the military they're very purpose-driven people they're really good taking orders and um, and kind of uh, just going out and, and, and serving and helping people um it puts them on the front lines and organizes them in teams and they can go out and they can they can clear stuff out and, and do all sorts of stuff that they're trained to do um so team rubicon's a great charity and i guess they partnered i think they did this a couple of years ago too with major league baseball so if you want to help out with hurricane relief and not just last for Team Rubicon, check them out. Pretty cool. So, you guys got any parting words? Otherwise, I'm going to end it. Yeah. Uh, tune in next week. Cancel. Station returns. You can cancel. Nice. All nice. right. So I'm going to cancel something. Watch out. Don't get on my bad side. I might cancel you. <laughs> or you. Or the next person. It's coming for you. One way or another. It's going to get you. <laughs> one day. One day, you'll be looking in your rearview mirror, and there I'm going to be with my two middle fingers, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> nice teaser. Have a great, have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> nice teaser. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Miserable and Reckless. Um, who knows if we'll invite Logan back. We clearly killed it without him. So, uh, <laughs> for this, <laughs> and I, I killed it. I mean, we may have killed the pot for this episode of Miserable and Reckless. I'm sitting here with which, which Morgan. is the ops, which is the opposite of what his football team has done. <laughs> sitting here with Morgan and Dustin, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>